Hello. All right. Now we gotta get voice room. Should we? Uh, did I need water? Do you need water? What are you doing? I paused it for you. Oh. All right. We're recording this. Cool. Should we start? Yeah. What is up, guys? Welcome to another podcast. This is the Bro What Now podcast. Podcast. And today we are gonna be talking about. Oh, you got to give me the cue. I thought you were going to say my name is Matias Lau. Oh, my name is Matias Lau. It's my brother. Mika Lau. We've almost nailed that. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about missionary kids and third culture kids. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We also have to thank Sebastian Pedersen. You listened to the last, pod- podcast, last, we, last podcast. To the last podcast here that we needed a mic. He gave us a mic. So now we're trying it out. Hopefully we're using it correctly. Um, and hopefully the audio sounds better. So this is exciting. Also got to thank Hanna. She's the one that kind of brought this topic brought this topic up. And then um, we asked you guys for a lot of questions, right? Yeah, yeah. And we've gotten a lot of amazing response on that, which is so much fun. It's still seeing the interest and people sending questions. Um, and we were trying to figure out how are we going to explain this topic. So we have decided after this, actually our third take recording this, because the first two times it just didn't work out the way we expected it to work out. But I think what we came down to is that, how do you explain how, what we, hmm? how do we explain what, we're, what we came down to? We had a light bulb idea. Yeah, know? we had like a light bulb idea, so we were discussing afterwards. And then we we came with the idea, so it's too long to have both of us answer kind of, so we're going to split it up in two. So I'm going to get my perspective of these questions, some of these questions, and my brother's in charge of all the questions, and we're going to try to share more stories and stuff like that and make it more interesting <laughs> and then my brother would do the podcast on friday so we'll be in two yeah so we're gonna split up in two parts and what we kind of realized is that it's so hard to talk about this topic because it's it feels sometimes like talking about um your entire life in a way mm-hmm. um it's like asking for a life story in a way and the, a lot of the questions kind of you're trying to talk about different parts of your life but then you're so like uh big against it uh limited limited <laughs> um by time so what we're gonna do is we're gonna i'm gonna like kind of interview my brother ask my brother questions like and kind of navigate throughout his life and then implement the questions you guys have asked um through that some of the questions are very similar so we've kind of looked through them and generalized them some of them are really fun and specific so uh, should we just get started should we define it real quick yes how okay well let's how how about you define how you would experience tck or define tck okay so mats yeah. <laughs> well, oh, by the way, sorry. Like, this is our perspective of it. So everyone's perspective of growing up as a third culture kid is different. So this is just ours. So it's biased, of course. It's not biased. It's just uh, our perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's a true perspective. True perspective. Go ahead. Oh, I thought it was you. No, no. All right. Oh, so how would you? How, how would you um define, define it? Okay. So I would define it. In my personal... Hold on, hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Well, because uh, we also... We're trying to struggle with finding out the difference between third culture kids and missionary kids. Um, and we kind of agree it's the same thing, but at the same time, we kind of found a different thing. And then my brother actually Googled it earlier, found out that TCK stems from missionary kids who were living in India. And that's kind of was, in a way, the roots of the terminology. Mm-hmm. American, so, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, psychologists went to India to um, study missionary kids 
in yeah. India in the 1950s. So that's kind of exciting. So we just kind of decided that uh, we grew up as third culture kids because, sorry, I just literally stole your yeah. question. All right, answer it. <laughs> um, so for me, <laughs> it's... Uh, so my mom is Norwegian and my dad is Norwegian. Our father, our mother and father is our father, Filipino. Yeah. Our father is Filipino. And we grew up in Thailand. So for me, I've been learning more about it. I've been really interested about this topic lately. But for me, it's like I grew up in a foreign country, but I am also influenced by the culture of my mom and my father. And I'm also influenced by the culture of my environment around me. Therefore, I'm influenced by it three cultures basically which is kind of what the culture kid is being influenced by three cultures yes so you have three different cultures impacting you yeah would you agree yes cool i mean some people yeah <clears throat> yes yeah, yeah. yeah. i remember like because i remember the way the day like i don't remember everything about how you were born oh, but i remember like being at the hospital yeah. and then like being all there but yeah. i was wondering like when was like kind of your first memory my first memory yeah do you remember like when it's like oh dude this is the first thing i kind of remember from my life Oh, maybe this was my first memory of me. Um, I would always sit in my laundry basket and my mom would feed me oatmeal. Really? Yeah, I would sit in the laundry basket and I would sit like a little cut up ball <laughs> and my mom would feed me oatmeal <laughs> while she was yeah. eating and I would sit there <laughs> like a bird from his like mother bird. I don't even remember that. And I was like, ah, that's so interesting. But uh, yeah, so with that, I was like thinking it's like since you act because I grew up in Norway I mean, no, was I was born in Norway, but you were actually born in Thailand in a Thai hospital. Uh-huh. So when was like kind of the moment you realized, dang, I'm actually not Thai, I'm Norwegian and Filipino, like, or I'm not from here, even though all you've ever known was that? I would say the moment I knew where like maybe Thailand was in my like home home was probably, I think it was a moment where I, we were going to move from Thailand to Norway and I kind of like realized that. I mean, it, I was so young as well. I was like 10. But I kind of realized at that point, like, Thailand isn't my home. But although I I was still caught on the fact that I'm coming back in the year, which is what my parents told me. When your parents tell you we're coming back in the year, never rely on them. They It's always just like a security kind of thing. Um, so I always rely on the fact that I'm coming back in a year. So I think that was kind of like when it hit me, like, I'm not Thai. I'm either, <laughs> I'm, so I'm not full so Thai. So did you think that whole time you were Thai? Did you actually think you were no, Thai? No, I, I don't think I was Thai. Are you asking, like, when I thought, like, found out I wasn't Thai? When did you find out, like, this isn't permanently home? That, that, uh, that's That was when thought. you found out it wasn't per- So you always thought Thailand was going to be your home? Yeah, whatever. like, I would live there till I grew... Really? Uh, until I leave my parents. See, yeah. I didn't even know that. Really? No. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't, like, I think... Or maybe it wasn't even... Maybe... Mm, it was then, but I think it was also when you graduated. <laughs> when I graduated? Yeah. That's pretty late. Dude. I know. <laughs> that, like, the reality of, like, like, I don't know, Thailand's just always kind of been home, so it's, like, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think it, was, it wasn't until we moved to Norway until I realized that, like, Thailand isn't necessarily where I'm going to be living for the rest of my life. And, okay, so, so then let's, like, take a little step back, because, like, now you're already, like, at the very end. What would be what would you say was like like one of your favorite stories from when you were like how you were brought up like something about like something very unique about the way you grew up or something like that where you were like wow this is like so different from how I imagine it being anywhere else. The thing is, I wasn't I wasn't exposed even like growing up with like other like kids like Mm -hmm. village kids like up in Fong yeah which is one of the places um, we worked at three hours away from our real home. 
like I wasn't exposed to anything else. Like I wasn't exposed to a normal growing up children, right? Mm-hmm. So you, I wasn't, I wasn't growing up in Norway or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't exposed to like. So I, I just thought it was normal. I just thought, oh yeah, it's normal having. They were just hanging out with kids. They were hanging out with kids or like kids that like have like not clothes or like that live right, so in the village. So that's interesting because you thought that was normal for, for. I could assume for pretty much anybody else that's not normal. So there's nothing else I really knew, and like I know I had my friend. Uh, one of my first friends and you know like Moses, Ryan and stuff like mm-hmm. that we hung out with them but we're also like doing a bunch of like we're also hanging out with a bunch of locals and a bunch of little kids and that's and that. until I went to like preschool and kindergarten you know what's really significant about being young is that like you just don't care <laughs> like you hang out you figure out who you're hanging out with those kids you just you just play with them yeah that's cool that's cool so I mean like so basically throughout our lives or your life, I remember like we travel a lot between like Norway, Philippines. We'd have to do lots of visa runs, which is a very third culture oh, yeah, sure. thing. <laughs> Basically, when you live in another country, um, for example, if you're Norwegian, you you're allowed to be there because you are Norwegian or American. You're allowed to because you are an American. But most other countries, if you're gonna stay there for a longer period of time, you need a visa. So sometimes these are like 30-day tourist visas. Sometimes they're student visas. But usually these visas kind of have a criteria that you have to leave once in a while to make sure you're not, like, overstaying or make sure you're not, like, living there for long term. So for us, we were on student visas and different types of visas kind of throughout our whole lives. And in order for us to continually stay in Thailand, we always had to leave. So, like, I remember for those periods, like, I think every three months, we'd have to, like, leave and come back, leave and come back. I mean, that extended over time. But so we sat on a lot of airplanes being young. But I remember there's one thing I remember. The first flight I've ever been on was four months old. Yeah, four months old. Where were we going? We were in the Philippines. I was like three-ish, three or four. Old? Yeah. Or months? Oh, I? Yeah. Oh, I was probably like nine months. Okay. When we were going to visit my family, our family in the Philippines. But I remember you would always pack teddy bears. Oh, yeah. And so many, like so many. I was like, you just need one. Do you think these teddy bears like had more significant, like, did they were they like comfort to you? <laughs> this is weird. This is, I was young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... But, like, of course, like, you wish you could always bring your best friends with you. And you wish you can always bring, like... I mean, you wish you can... Yeah, you wish you can just bring, like, some kind of thing with you that you can, like, have some kind of sense of home and protection. So, when I got, like, these teddy bears, like, some of them were probably from my parents. Like, I still have my very first teddy bear that I got when I was born. And I bring it because it's, like, it's a sense of, like, of... Uh, like this is a reminder of like the people that like have been with me but it's also like a thing that I'm bringing that a, a, a friend <laughs> a friend I'm bringing with me of a sense of home yeah kind of what do you think were some other struggles because lots of the questions that I was getting was like what are the struggles or like the negatives oh, of the struggles of a missionary kid would you add to like any of those things like what's a story where you remember like that was such a hard struggle for me like do you have any stories yeah where you realize like this is so hard I think it was Okay, so it's so I think this was this is racing. I think it was the first time I was young, and it was the first time we were in Norway, right? And Norway would be considered home to most Norwegians for us, right? They look, oh, they're Norwegians, this is home, but really in reality, it's not. And so, what what third culture kids or missionary kids do? They find home through people, friends, or family. So I remember one time, it was the first time I was gonna be gone from my parents for three days. And it, it was three days. And I think, I don't know how old it was, but they were like stuck in Denmark because their plane like couldn't take off or something like that. So like they were coming home an extra day late. And I was, I, I was older than like usual, but I remember I felt so scared because I wasn't like, I wasn't like, 
I didn't feel protected. I was with my grandparents, and of course, like that, that I've grown up in that house. Not grown up, but like I go there every summer, and I should be used to. But I just didn't feel comfortable. You didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe, and I remember like <laughs> I remember I was crying, and then you were like comforting. You're like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Really? Yeah. You know, I didn't remember that. <laughs> and I didn't like I don't remember, but there was like I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel any sense of home. Like I didn't like my parents weren't there, my mom wasn't there, and I just felt lonely and not sought out. So you think that's probably But of course I was. Like here's the thing, like you would be sought out, you would get like people will seek you out, people would love on you and stuff like that, like in in every day, but like it means a lot, but you still feel really lonely. So do you think a lot of third culture kids grow up lonely? I think some do. Especially of the years after they're done with with like their time there. Like as soon as they enter like the real world there is a sense of loneliness because like you grew up with people that have known you and they grew up in the environment that you're around but as soon as you leave that environment or that culture that you're in with them like you're entering a place like a like a a bunch of random stuff and no one no one really would understand what you went through and that's just kind of a part of just dealing with it because like no one maybe no one really understand unless you literally went through your whole Unless you actually took them to the place or actually went through a whole story, but I think there's a sense of loneliness and not not like specifically for me. I'm I'm not like struggling with any of this, but I think there's like maybe identity of like I don't feel like people see me. I don't feel like people understand me, and that's not the people's fault because they might understand you, they might see you in their perspective, and they might really seek you out, but you still don't feel heard because you don't you're not able to express who you truly are. I guess one of my fears is like. I can share stuff to people, I can be with people, but I feel like no one really knows who I truly am until like they see or I actually have experienced it. Have experienced it. So that probably honestly I think I, I kinda really that's one of the biggest struggles with growing up as a, a third culture kid, a missionary kid, or anywhere but away from the normal culture I guess where people kind of expect it. Because then yeah, kind of just adding a little bit it's like mm. whenever you share stories or share perspectives, share points, it's always out of the the context that you've understand but then our context is completely different than what maybe someone here in Norway would context would be right and I think a big part then is like you find your identity in friends mm-hmm. and in people but mm-hmm. talk about like I think how amazing that is yeah talk about how beautiful like oh like because yeah. I think I think it's so negative in a way because you uh, there's a lack of identity of home and the struggle of knowing where you're from but I think in return the value that you get in people that you meet like trumps all that. I don't yeah. know if you would agree, but I think that's how. So, so like, how do you say that friends then become and the people in your life there mm. become like worth it all? Yeah. So I would say a lot more than I think when I think of the negative side. Of course, it's a big factor of like all the sadness. I'm not feeling rooted somewhere, feeling everywhere but nowhere and stuff like that. Um, is I think more also like, dang, how blessed am I to ha- grow up with such a, uh, friendship and and community that I grew up with because. The reason why it's so unique and so significant is because everyone is in the same boat, right? And everyone is kind of understanding the fact that this is this is gonna last temporarily. So with that mindset, if you know if you if you knew when something was gonna end, you were gonna try to live every single moment with those people till that day ended. You're not gonna live in regrets like, oh that's just lie around. So with that, I think there was no time wasted. There was no there isn't a single time where we just kind of wasted a conversation. We took every chance we took to either invest in someone, to make as many memories as we can, to to explore different places. We took every chance that we took 
to really just grow in with our friendship and i think with that reality of not like knowing that of course our friendship is is gonna last forever but our time here together is temporary so especially like my senior year like i was like dang i have like i don't know how many days but i have a year a whole school year with these kids i'm not gonna waste a single minute so i remember i was never home because I was constantly just in, I don't know, we were investing in each other. We were, we had just like time to just talk. We had accountability. We went out, like even like sleep, like you, you have to give up sleep in these moments. And because of that, it makes the relationship and friendship that you have with these people so much more deeper and significant than if you just like knew like, oh, well we have forever. I'll see you again. It's like, it doesn't really matter. But when you're forced in that kind of aspect, you just, you're forced to just grow and you're forced to just, and it, like my friendships have never been any deeper and my friendships have never been um more significant than ever before and the significant part is the goodbye because the goodbye is just like you're just waiting for that day to you say goodbye and when you say goodbye it's like you know it's over it's like the friendship's not over but it's like yeah our chapter is done like and you don't want to live that in regret is there anything you'll change or if you could change the way you grew up would you change it I wouldn't change. No, I won't change it for the world. I would love. I love growing up as a missionary kid or a third culture kid. Um, I think the only downside is like you have no root. You're not rooted in anything. You're not connected to uh, any set area. So I mean, it's built with the people, right? So one thing for me is like my. It's not necessarily a place. It's just the people I'm surrounded by, and I think that's one. I, I completely forgot to talk about this, but it's not like the place that I'm at. It's the people I'm surrounded with that makes my home so i'm not i'm not relying on home with with a place or a location or a, or a building i'm relying on home with the people i'm surrounded with i can go anywhere as long as i'm with my you know those friends and i would feel safe i'll feel home and i think that's significant because like we can go anywhere and as long as we're sticking together like me and my friends from growing up in high school i'd feel comfortable i feel home i feel like i can be myself i can feel like i can just kind of roam around and and they would understand me so home isn't necessarily a place, it's more of a people, but when those people start separating and you start dispersing all over the world, you lost that sense of home. And now you're trying to figure out, okay, if you're growing up having home with just these people, what are you gonna do now trying to get home through a location and a place, but you are, have no set location because you don't even know if your parents are gonna be set where they are right now. You don't even know if where you're living is your home because that's not where you grew up. And the, the I mean, in our situation where my parents are right now in Norway and I'm in Norway like I didn't grow up here so this isn't like I guess it's home now but it's not I don't have memories here I don't have home home here and so you're just not rooted in anything you're just kind of that makes sense yeah that's really really good yeah that's really really good so I guess how how do you def when you get asked where are you from what do you answer when I get asked where I'm from I answer with the, the I answer with I'm half Norwegian, half Philippine. I actually get this as well. It's like, yeah, but where are you from? From, and it's like, I'm like, I'm I'm Norwegian, and I'm like they'll be like, yeah, but like, obviously you're not like. I, I hate that question sometimes. But it's I would like the say easiest, hardest question. Easiest, hardest question. Yeah. What's like your favorite experience from going to Like, tell me one of your favorite. If you had to pick like one, I know it's gonna be impossible for you, but pick like one story. Okay. That's like your favorite story. From Thailand? Yeah. From, uh. it's cool. <laughs> that, that sound explains, <laughs> says it all. <gasps> like, okay, like narrow it down. Like, give me more specific. Like, does it have to be like about missionary kid or third culture kid or like anything? 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, connect it somehow. Connect it? <laughs> okay. So I think it was... See, you have an answer. <laughs> I, think, I think it was... It was senior year, and... It, like, I'd have to tell this story a lot more specific one time, but, like, it was senior year, and we knew... We knew we had three months left with each other, and, like, there was no stopping us. And so we were, like, we're going to go... We were going to go to 7... It was, like, 12 at midnight, and, in like... We're gonna go watch a movie at my house and we're just gonna get some snacks at 7-Eleven. We started driving towards 7-Eleven. So, hey, let's just go for a ride. Let's just talk and chill. And we're heading down the highway and we see this sign that says Bangkok. And we're like, mmm. Like, Taco Bell just opened up in Bangkok. And like, we were just like, you know, we have to. We have to go to Bangkok right now. So we drive back to my house. I sneak into my room, get a blanket. That's it. And my wallet. And we get into another car. And we start driving to Bangkok at one in the morning, and we drive and don't arrive to Bangkok till nine. And, and I remember, I remember he's tech. He calls me. I'm in Hawaii at this time. Yeah. He calls me, and he's like, "Hey, do you think Mom and Papa are gonna be mad that we just drove to Bangkok?" And then I was like, "I don't know. Are you guys on your way to Bangkok?" I don't remember the whole conversation. Uh-huh. He's like, "But you're giving me permission." I'm like, "Uh, technically, I'm not giving you permission." Okay, it's okay. You gave me permission. All right, bye. <laughs> and then you hung up. I was like, "Okay, they're going to Bangkok." And then, so you now made it to Bangkok. So we now made it to Bangkok. The Taco Bell doesn't open till 10, so we're waiting there for an hour. We come there at night. We eat Taco Bell for literally an hour, 30 minutes maybe. We're done, and we drive back. And so how long is the drive? It's an eight to nine hour drive. And we were exhausted. Like, I know some parents got mad. My parents were surprisingly really relaxed about it. But, like, I think that just explains, like, that spontaneity 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 that we had behind that trip it wasn't if we knew that we were gonna have like another year together we would have never done it probably what we knew is like this is gonna be a memorable moment we only have three months together like we might we have to do this not have to but like it would be worth it so that's like a quick like i think that would explain what kind of was the mindset behind it but yeah there's so like if i'm going back to like the struggle with it. Like, I remember there's one goodbye and like, it was a goodbye with like my best friend and we were like friends since like four or five years old. And we grew up together. Like, we've walked through life together since like elementary, middle school, high school. We've always walked with each other. And where is he from? He's Filipino, Malay, Chinese. Canadian? But he's, yeah. But, he's, but his parents are, this is so funny. Explain yeah. this real quick. Okay, so his mom is Filipino. His dad is Malay Chinese. Malay, Malay Chinese is Malaysian, Malaysian and Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. And his passport country is Canadian. So, I mean, like, he's Canadian, but and, he's... And grew up, has lived his whole life in Thailand. In Thailand. So, like... Is it, there, like, a fourth culture kid? I don't... Wouldn't we be technically just, a fourth culture just, kid? So, you just try to, like, grasp, like, the lo- the lack of identity in that when you're from four different countries and your passport is not even your ethnicity right so there's like yeah right so, so i mean, sorry, continue I mean we connected right so we connected in that area we connected with like oh we're in the same boat we're both filipino blah, blah blah and i remember like we've gone through like everything together like all these like memories we've even like with my other friend we have so many memories together and like i said like it's so significant because you're forced and you want to just live as much as you can with each other but until you say goodbye, I remember it was like, we, we have tradition, this tradition, we always circle up, we pray, and the person that's leaving, he would go around and every person give a hug to every person. And it's always the, and you know, and you know, and you know, no, no, like the last person is the person that meant the most. And we all know who meant the most to some people. 
And so I was the last one. And I remember I was just avoiding him because like I did not want to know it was real. I didn't want to admit the fact that like it's done, it's over. Like we probably, we don't know when we're going to see each other again. And that's also a struggle. You don't know when you're going to see each other again. So when you say goodbye, you're like, you're saying goodbye till I see you when I see you kind of deal. And I remember we were saying goodbye and I was in the corner and like I look up and he looks up and we're like, and with no words were spoken because we know our like friendship wasn't based on words. And we just both started like bawling and crying. And then by the time we knew we were both in each other's arms, just bawling and crying. And like, you know, like we came to the conclusion it's like, yeah, we just have to give in. Like we can't force anything anymore. Like it's done, it's over. And yeah, like that's some of the struggles. Cause like, like I, I haven't seen him for like but what, why nine, are these, 10 months. Why are these buys so much harder than like just saying bye? Why, like, why are these buys so much harder than just saying bye? Like when you're graduating in here in Norway? Cause we're going, we're all going to different places. So we're all going to, I mean, he's, he's in Canada right now. I mean, I have friends all over the States, I have friends in South like Korea and stuff like that. And when you say goodbye, you're like, I do not know. I have no idea how my plans look like. Like, I cannot promise you I'll see you next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these buys aren't just like, Hey, I'm going to the next city or I'll see the next you province like, or the next state. Yeah. Like you're not there. We're, and we're not a four hour drive or 10 hour drive for that matter where, where an expensive, it's an 12 ocean, hour it's ocean separation, it's ocean separation yeah. 12 hour plane ride and like i mean obviously like you don't you can't just buy a ticket to see your friend i mean you can but like yeah like so the goodbyes suck because you don't know when you're gonna see each other again would you like so you get married you have kids would you do this all over again with your own kids would you move to another country maybe preferably one like you've never been to before and raise your kids in that country yes i will i would because to give a reason behind it because i realized how much it did for me even though there's struggles and and stuff like that with it like i would not be who i am today if it wasn't for growing up as a missionary kid or third culture kid and i wouldn't have as much understanding i I i'm not i'm not mm, i don't think i would have a that much of an understanding of the world or or stuff like that when it comes to if I didn't grow up as a missionary kid and I know like I remember like one time I think this question was was asked to me before and I was thinking about it and I remember like if I didn't experience any of this stuff I would have experienced I would have just been a kid a normal kid growing up and I wouldn't have as much like I wouldn't have seen the stuff that was seen like when I was a missionary kid. I remember one time we were <laughs> we were um going to we were doing a Christmas party in 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 Fong, which we mentioned before and I I re- I, re- I remember I was looking and we were kind of giving out kids gifts to kids <laughs> giving out kids uh and uh, but kids that didn't have that much and 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 parents that didn't have that much and I thought like Dang, like if I would have, if my parents would just grow me up in Norway or in the Philippines, I would not be able to. I mean, the Philippines maybe, but in Norway, I would not have this perspective of life, of having this knowledge of seeing the poverty behind like these kids. And I wouldn't have such a fire or such a heart of caring for these people. And you, you can't know, you can look at videos, you can look at pictures, but you can't know how much they're going through how much like 
or have full care i would say unless you actually see with your own eyes i mean these kids like they some some of them don't even have shoes some of them have to make i remember oh man this is right before i left and this is right before i left norway to norway and we were visiting for one last time fong and we were at this daycare and i remember like looking at this kid was like she was like four maybe five maybe a little older six or seven but she was carrying like her three-year-old baby in her arms and a mom wasn't there and but the baby was sleeping and i was so worried but because like the neck was like kind of like <laughs> like in a not right position on the holy schmack and i was like hey be careful like make sure like like the 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 head is okay and she did not let me like speak to her touch her and she and i realized like i went to my dad and he's like it's because like she's a seven-year-old girl and she her mother has given her the responsibility as the mother works given her the responsibility to take care of her three-year-old son and i was like dang like i wouldn't know this story i wouldn't have these stories to tell if it wasn't for the fact that i was growing up in this place and i think that's the beauty of growing up as a missionary kid you wouldn't have stories to like explain you can't back up you can't talk about having like you can see it but you can't really talk about it or have anything the rights to even talk about it unless you've actually seen it or experienced it totally. if that makes sense not in any way like we're better or anything like that but it's like you can't you know i hope you guys got that do you get that yeah i think the biggest that's the biggest some of the biggest i don't want to say problems but that's like the hardest part of the world to talk about is that like especially times when i realize that you come back i don't like saying just but like when you come back when you come back to your home country france yeah say just anywhere and you always hear like people talking about places or people as if they know everything about them or as if like, oh, we're experts or like, this is how it's supposed to be. And it's like, you really don't have any authority to talk about that because you haven't gone there and visited them and talked to, for example, a seven-year-old kid who has to raise their three-year-old little brother. Like, so you don't really have the right to just be talking about people in that way or throwing out like, oh, it's their fault or like, it's their they should have done this or like blah blah it's like i think that's one of the most frustrating parts for is that you have so much it sounds very cocky you have so much perspective and understanding of how people grow up and cultures that you kind of really get really annoyed sometimes when people think that they know so much and you know they haven't even been there to visit them and then they just talk a lot without right yeah and the stories you hear from these people like we hear stories like of Oh, this one guy, like, he had to run away from the, the military in, in in Myanmar, nowadays Myanmar. And, like, he's just telling these stories, like, he got caught by barbed wire, like, he was being chased in the jungle by the military, like, gunshots. And, like, now we have this story to tell because of him. And we were able to just love on him and help him. And I would never, I would never be able to tell that story if it wasn't for that, my time there. Alright guys, so we don't really know how to naturally end this thing, but I think before we end, we just want to say that um, this is kind of just very descriptive and answering questions, um, but part of our thoughts and wants of this podcast is to be able to go more actually into detail about this stuff mm-hmm. and share like maybe more specific topics, because as we were kind of listening back and sitting here, we realized it's kind of very broad and it's kind of very hard to go in depth, but we thank you so, so much for all your questions, and the next one is actually going to be my brother... Kind asking of questions to, to him, uh, his perspective questions. on it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think a big uh, this is kind of laying the foundation for the rest he of the podcast. He's laying the foundation. So I think we can't be telling these stories if they don't know the background. Exactly. So we're just gonna refer to every time you guys were sh- telling a story. We're just gonna refer. Listen to episode four. That's Matz's part. Listen to episode five. That's gonna be my part. So look forward to the next part. That's gonna be my brother asking me questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for other questions. We still love your feedback. And we'll share more detailed stories of growing up in mm-hmm. later podcasts. This yes. is just more like laying the foundation. Yeah, laying the foundation. Hope that's okay with you guys. Also, it's don't not. forget to follow and subscribe this podcast. It means so, so much. You don't even know. Bro, what now is out in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>